Welcome to On Course, the teaching ministry of Pastor Hart Ramsey. And the wisdom of God transcends, it lifts you over. Where we offer simple biblical insight into some of life's most pressing issues. Love is a manifestation of strength. The Holy Spirit produces nothing but strength in us. I want to show you. Prepare for the next few minutes to be encouraged, enlightened, and inspired. Let's join Pastor Ramsey and get on course. What's going on, family? It's your man Gerard Bonner of Bonner 5 Radio, and welcome to On Course with Heart Ramsey, and we call these sessions Heart to Heart. It's your opportunity to hear from the heart of Pastor Heart Ramsey as he speaks out on a number of issues, life, liberty, love, church, politics, you name it, we talk about it here on Heart to Heart. And of course, Pastor Heart is with us. How are you, Pastor? Doing good, Gerard. How you doing? I am doing well. So I want to congratulate you. You've got a brand new book in stores. We are excited about this book as it talks all about prayer. First of all, talk about the title of the book and really what launched you to write this particular book. Well, the name of the book is called Seeking Answers, Finding Rest Through Prayer. Mm-hmm. And uh, if, if you go to Amazon or anywhere where books are sold, it would be advertised uh, a prayer guide for the stuck, the stalled, and, and some, and some one other word we use. And what I, w- I wanted to write a book about prayer that kind of broke down what prayer is, what we were doing in prayer, and why it hasn't necessarily worked. It, it's a, it's a, a, this book is an encouragement to pray. Mm-hmm. And the whole premise, as a matter of fact, the book is now with, um, it's going to be at MegaFest this year. Um, nice. Uh, the publisher is going to be there, and you're going to, it's going to be a big old um, stand with my book there. And, and, and they asked me for a quote for the, for the book. They said, what, what do you want people to know about the book? What, what's your takeaway? And here it is. There is no way for prayerfulness and prayerlessness to have the same outcome. Wow. There's no way. God, the Bible says God is not unrighteous to forget your labor of love. God is faithful. Many places in the scriptures, it talks about the faithfulness of God. Yes. And so there's no way that, that um, you have a situation and you pray and pray and pray and pray, um, from, I mean, in faith and trusting God, and then you get the same outcome as if you didn't pray. And people say, well, wait a minute, I argue, I have an argument with that because I prayed for my auntie and she died. But but wait a minute, but it's a possibility that it was her time to go. Right. But what you don't know is all, all, what your prayer did leading up to her departure. Right. It could have given her more comfort. It could, it could have, there's so many things that could have happened around your prayer that you may not even know now, but you'll know hereafter. Right. But it also probably created an atmosphere in which um, at a home going, people could be saved or your family wasn't destroyed. There's, a, some, there's no way. It's, it's, it's impossible for prayerfulness and prayerlessness to have the same results. And the book is, is just a, 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 a treatise, an entire explanation of, of the, what you need to know about prayer. Man, that's that's so good. And I think it, it bears talking about because I think that a lot of people choose not to pray because they don't get their desired results. Right. You know, I think back to uh, about four years ago now, um, my mom had really been just I mean, 
she'd been sick, probably deteriorating for about 20 years. And um, between, you know, not being able to be mobile to just all kinds of things that were happening. And so, you know, ultimately the the, the time came where she passed away. And uh, I remember seeing her. And when I saw her, it made it, it, it was probably the biggest conflict I had because it was like, okay, I want my mom to be here, but I can't stand seeing her in this kind of pain. Right. You know? And so now, of course, you have to deal with, well, she's gone. But every time I deal with that, I also think back to, but this was her deliverance and freedom from this pain. Right. And her reward for living for God. I mean, that is, we forget that that's the ultimate goal. So I say all of that to say, what can people do to adjust their perspective on the outcome of prayer? Because too often we think if it doesn't work out our way, then it didn't work. Well, I think that we have to begin. Prayer begins with this concept, with this understanding that every person who would would think to pray mm-hmm. have to have this in mind. Number one, we did not invent prayer. Right. God did. Right. And, and, and what God understood, what prayer came from, matter of fact, the first time prayer is mentioned, it's in the book of Genesis. It says, then began men to call upon the name of the Lord. Mm-hmm. Now, you have to understand, prayer was never mentioned when Adam, or before the fall, when Adam was in the garden. Right. There was no such thing as prayer. It was called communion. Adam and Eve communed with God. God communed with them. It, it, was, it was spirit to spirit. They always knew what God was thinking. God knew what they were thinking. So it wasn't, it wasn't prayer. But after Seth was born, things had, had, had digressed and, and, and become, become so, sin has, was beginning to take its toll. And the separation between God and man had started to become pronounced. And then began men to cry out to God and say, where are you? They began to ask God. And God is the one that says, if you call, if you call me, I'll come. Mm-hmm. You have to invite me. And, and that's important. So it begins. The first thing about prayer is to, is to remember, number one, we, prayer is not something that we invented. Right. It was an invitation given to us by God. Number two is this. Um, we have to trust that when we pray, God hears us. And this is the interesting thing. Um, uh, all through the Bible, it, talk, it actually gives us specific examples of people praying even in their hearts. Wow! And, and God took note. When Sarah laughed at God, when God said she would have a child, she didn't do it, she didn't do it audibly. Hmm. She laughed in her heart. And she said in her heart, Shall I find pleasure, my Lord Abraham, also being of um, past age? And God heard everything she said in her heart. Wow. So I think I think what is a critical thing. I want to read a scripture to you. Um, it's in, it's in a couple. One is in Daniel chapter ten and verse twelve. Okay. The, the angel said to Daniel. Then he said, "Don't be afraid, Daniel. Since the first day you began to pray for understanding and to humble yourself before God, listen to what he said. He said, "Your request has been heard in heaven, and I have come." In answer to your prayer, I've come in answer to your prayer. And that's critical for people to know. And he went on to say that he went on to, to give a, a strange story. He said, but for 21 days, the spirit, the spirit prince of the kingdom of Persia blocked my way. Right. Then Michael, one of the archangels came to help. And I, I left him there with the spirit prince of the kingdom of Persia. And he said, actually, he said, I was dispatched with your answer. And, and the enemy was fighting me to get an answer through to you. Wow. So, 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 I mean, we we can't speak to in this session about all the the demonic activity that's against our lives, and if we only saw how many 
uh, how our lives were was being threatened daily by the, by just demons, and how God protects us so wonderfully. If we, if, you know, if we we can't talk about that right now. But what we need to talk about is from the first time we set our hearts to pray and to get an answer, God dispatches the answer. He dispatches it when it comes. By the time we get it, things have to sh- be shifted and different things have to happen. But God is really serious about prayer. There's another scripture in Psalm 138, uh, verses one, two, and three. It says, "I will, I give you thanks, O Lord, with all my heart. I will sing praises before the gods. I bow before your holy temple as I worship." I praise your name for your unfailing love and your faithfulness, for your promises are backed by all the honor of your name. And then in verse three, he says, as soon as I pray, you answer me. You encourage me by giving me strength. Now, what it's saying is, and and what I want to point out with this is that answered prayer is is the promise of the believer. God promises to answer us. Okay. By definition, an answer is any action that's taken in response to a question. Any right. action that's taken in response to my question is 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 God resp- God answering. But you got to get this now. Um, God may not give me an answer in words. Sometimes the the answer is in an action that happens, a situation that changes, uh, um, a, a word of encouragement that comes, mm-hmm. a change in my disposition. God, he, there are different stages and steps to the answer of prayer. Yeah. I think the church, Gerard, has been mistaught about prayer. And this, for me, this is a, a very dear topic because when I first got saved, this is going to encourage some people, and all through the first half of my ministry, prayer was a struggle for me. I can wow. re- I can study all day long. My, my gift is to teach. But, but prayer, it was difficult for me to discipline myself to pray. And what the Lord said to me was, he said, uh, connect your, your, your prayer life to something you, ha- you, um, you have to do every day. Hmm. What, what do you have, like if, if you're driving to, if you, if you know you have a long commute to work, connect your prayer life to that. That's good. Cut, cut the radio off and use it for prayer. If you know, like for, you have to take a shower. Right. You have to take a bath. Connect, connect whenever, whenever I go to, to bathe, mm-hmm. I'm going to use that time in prayer. And you'll be surprised that when God, when God realizes that you're going to show up in a specific time at a specific, a specific place to pray, he will meet you there. Wow. So I think we don't teach people enough about prayer. And then there's in the book, but what will bless a lot of people also to Gerard is that we talk a lot about about the myths of prayer. Yeah. There's some myths that people talk about that that, that um, you know like okay, here's one: we have to touch and agree. Okay, yeah, let's talk about that one. Okay, so in um, the Bible says they, they got it from where, what was it? And what the Bible says. Um, if any two of you agree as touching anything, right, it'll be done for you. Now, okay, so agree as touching. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and when you read that scripture, matter of fact, when you see the translation in, in other, uh, the word translation in other translations of the Bible, it reads agree as concerning because the word touching means concerning. And here, I'm going to use the same word. This this word in the Greek, um, it, uh, I think is the word is peri, P-E-R-I, um, as touching, okay? Mm-hmm. Um it's in 1 Corinthians 8 and verse 1, and here's how it reads. Now, as touching things offered unto idols, we know that we all have knowledge. Okay, now, Paul is talking about, he's getting ready to go into this. He's touching on the subject of meat offered to idols. He's not touching the idols. Right. Of the things offered to idols. He's touching on the subject. So what God is saying to us is, he said, if any two of you agree as concerning or as touching on any subject, It'll be done. And so so we start this thing about touching and agreeing and, and we start we got to we have to really, really be, be intelligent about the way we handle the things of God. Yeah. 
You really do have to be intelligent. And so this prayer book is, is just for is a good starter, is a good primer. For if you if you are an intercessor, you need this book. I'm, I'm not just selling it. That is a shameless plug, but I'm not just selling it. It intercessors need this book. I, here's a funny thing. I read I wrote the book and I'm I'm actually I just I'm in chapter one again. I just started reading it again. Wow. <laughs> wow. Stay tuned for more of today's teaching with Pastor Hart Ramsey. Pick up the new release from Stellar Award nominees Hart Ramsey and the NCC Family Choir titled True Story, featuring the lead single, It Is So. Pick up the chart-topping release from Hart Ramsey and the NCC Family Choir titled True Story, in stores now and available at all digital outlets. Have you subscribed to Hart Ramsey's Uplift? It's his national text message service where daily you get to hear from the heart of God through the man of God, Hart Ramsey. To subscribe, simply text the word Uplift to the number 46786. Once again, text the word Uplift to the number 46786 and daily you'll receive a text message designed to uplift your spirit, encourage your heart, and empower your walk. Subscribe today to Heart Ramsey's Uplift. Amen. Imagine being filled with a peace so deep that the world around you can't touch it. Pastor Hart Ramsey is on a mission to help believers understand what it means to have a healthy, prayer-based relationship with God. He's doing that through his brand new book titled Seeking Answers, Finding Rest Through Prayer. Prayer at first was a struggle because, you know, it, it really takes faith to pray. You have to you have to trust that God is like a person. He's a real person and that he's the one that invented the concept of prayer. In this book, you'll learn how to ensure your relationship with God is based on a new and improved covenant, which dangerous prayer habits to avoid and what to do when prayer doesn't yield the answers you want. It's time to trust God enough to make your prayer life truly about Him. Yes. Pick up your copy of Seeking Answers, Finding Rest Through Prayer from Hart Ramsey, available now at Amazon, iTunes, and wherever books are sold. Now let's get back to today's teaching with Pastor Hart Ramsey. That's always good when, when you know, your own stuff works for you, you know? <laughs> like, I'm leery of people who say, I write songs and I never listen to my songs. Like, what? Why don't you, why should we listen and you don't? Yeah, like, right. <laughs> you, I mean, it, it's, it's crazy. But, but the prayer thing, I think, is, is so important because, again, it is, I think, one of the uh, most misunderstood things about our relationship with God. And, um, and again, part of it is, is because we don't know how to recognize answers. I remember the first time that I can remember a non verbal kind of answer coming from God. I was in college. This, I can't even believe I'm telling this story, but I was in college <laughs> and, um, there was, uh, I was getting ready to go to some, you know, dance or ball or something. And, um, I was going with, uh, a new interest of mine. So I guess my college sweetheart and I, we weren't together. So I, I was very concerned, like, okay, what are people going to think when I go with this girl and blah, blah, blah. And I went to go purchase whatever, whatever it was I was going to wear. 
on the way back from the mall, I was literally having this conversation with whoever was driving, like, man, what are people going to think? And I saw a car pass by, and the license plate literally said, get over it. Oh, wow. <laughs> and at that moment, I knew, I was like, okay, God, I, 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 I got it, you know? So moments like that, I think for me, kind of helped me to see, hey, wait, God does pay attention in a lot of these unusual ways. Um, how would you address people who feel as though the only way God speaks is by talking and because they haven't heard an audible voice, then they don't think God answers? Yeah, you know, I think the biggest issue with, with the audible voice uh, um, fascination is that they hear people say, well, the Lord told me. Right. So, so let's talk about that for a second. <laughs> yes. You know, uh, God God speaks to us. First of all, the Holy Spirit lives on the inside of us. He, the, right. Actually, the Bible says he comes to indwell our spirits. Yes. He, the Holy God's Spirit comes to indwell our spirits if we're born again. This mm-hmm. is interesting. So in, from inside my spirit, there are many times where God will say something. And the only reason I know it's God is because the impression, the sense of it is different. Right. Okay, so let's let's go back to the Old Testament because it's, remember, I tell you, there's always an example in the Old Testament. So Samuel, as a young boy, is serving Eli in the in the um, temple, and the Bible says that um, he, and actually it's in the tabernacle, and 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 the Bible says that he hears his voice. So he goes to Eli and said, "Did you call me?" Eli said, "No." Mm-hmm. So he goes back again. He goes tries to go to sleep, and he and he hears his voice saying, "Samuel." It sounds like Eli. So he goes back to Eli. Right. It happened the third time. When he goes to Eli, Eli gets a sense, ah, I see what's happening. Mm-hmm. Watch this. God is trying to get him to learn what it is to receive a word from him. Wow. So he's using my voice because my voice is the only voice that Samuel knows. Wow. So Eli says to Samuel, the next time you hear the voice, here's how you're going to respond. You're going to say, speak, Lord. Mm-hmm. Your, servant, your servant is listening. And God proceeds to speak to him in Eli's voice. Wow. Okay. Now, this is that's a good uh, um, uh, setup to explain this because uh, when God God will speak to you in things that you're familiar with. Right. People say to me all the time, Pastor, I was going to let her have it, then I heard you say, but I wasn't there. <laughs> <laughs> right. But what happened was from hearing my, the Bible says, my sheep hear my voice, a stranger will not follow. That That is that is the order of shepherd ministry. And so they heard me preach something in church and God broke, the Holy Spirit brings it up in them. Right. What really they didn't hear my voice, they heard my words. Mm-hmm. The, the words and the Holy Spirit remind, Jesus said, he, the Holy Spirit will remind you of all the things I've said unto you. And that's the way it works. So many times people say, I don't know if that's the Lord, if it's, if it's me. The issue is not who, okay, okay, really, first of all, if when God chooses to use your voice to speak to you, um, you have to discern the content of it. Right. Okay. Um, and, and, and that's this is a difficult premise, and it's a difficult premise because some people think really differently. Right. And, and I won't want to give a generalization. For example, the Lord told me to go over there and give this person um, this money. It could be that you, you're working off a of guilt. It could be mm-hmm. a bunch of different things. Right. So, so one of the things I suggest to people, Gerard, is tell the Lord, teach me to understand your voice. Teach me to hear you. And he answered those kind of prayers. He right. will do it 
He will gradually begin to instruct you on how to how to recognize his voice. And and sometimes he, he, he'll, he'll show you, he'll say something to you, you won't do it. And then you look back and go, that was the Lord. Right. And he's teaching you to recognize his voice like that. That's good. You see what I'm saying? Uh, um, a lot of, I, I got to say this. There are people that say, man, the Lord said this. And they, they tell you that, they'll tell you that God gave them an entire paragraph. Let me tell you about me. God will speak one word to me and it will take 12 weeks of sermons to explain it. Wow. Okay, so so when people tell me that the Lord is saying all this stuff to them, th- what I gather is God will impress them with a word, and it will trigger a series of thoughts and and research, so to speak, and 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 um and maybe um uh, musings and, and and meditations in their hearts, and they they will say what well, the Lord said this and the Lord said that. And it's not that God is having these conversations with them; mm-hmm. it's that the Holy Spirit is has started the started a ball rolling, and every time it starts to stop, He pushes it again to get the person get this this thought process going in the person's heart. And what He's doing, He's He's kind of leading them. That's the leading of the Holy Spirit. Wow! At teaching them how to hear God and how to how to pursue a word from God. Yeah. I hope that wasn't too deep. No, no, no. That That's good because I know that people tend to wonder what is the difference, like you said, between God speaking and me speaking since it all seems to sound alike. Right. You know, you know, Go ahead. The, the Lord wants to excuse me for cutting you. The Lord wants to speak to us. And I think um, I, I must say two things that they, they, they seem contradictory. Okay. In Proverbs, in Proverbs, it says, "Answer a fool according to his folly," and then the next verse says, "Don't answer a fool according to his folly." Wow. And they both and they both are true. It depends on the situation. Right. So I'm gonna say this: God does not speak to us as much as well. Let me say this: God does not speak to people as much as he, they say He does. Mm-hmm. And then the next thing I'm gonna say is, God speaks to people more than they think He does. Say those again. Those are <laughs> that. That's yeah. We need to unpack that. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm saying. I'm saying. God, God does not speak to people as much as they say He does. Mm-hmm. But on the other hand, God is speaking to people more than than they think He does. Right. And and I want to unpack it real quickly, just real briefly. Is on the one hand, people are saying the Lord said this and the Lord said that, and really, it's not the Lord saying all that to you. Mm-hmm. But on the other hand, God is speaking to God is transmitting more. To us than we than we are receiving because we're not always on his station. Wow! So me to think that when I cut my television off, the, the, the television station stop broadcasting will be elementary and actually asinine. Right? They're going to be they're, they're, the television station is is is, is um, broadcasting, uh, and if I even if I if I can I can leave my television on that channel and cut the volume off, it's transmitting, but I'm not hearing. That's right. And, and the same and the same token, and the same token, um. The, the, I could watch television, be on, on the uh, be on the same station, but misunderstanding what I'm hearing, or or for the most part reading into what they're saying, and that's not what they said at all. Right. So so the the, the two truths um balance each other out. Some people say the Lord said this, the Lord said that, and for example, and I said this in, in one of the previous podcasts, I'm gonna say it again. Mm-hmm. You know, God is not talking to prophets about who's gonna win a, a football game. Right. Right. I'm sorry, and and, and I, I love the ministry gifts mm-hmm. that God has set in the earth. I think, man, I, I thank God for every gift He said in the church. We need every gift, yes. but He's not doing that. And so, what it means is, it means that this person's gift is is is, is working, but and and they, they they're probably on the right channel, but they're not getting the, the right information. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And then it could be on the wrong channel too. But <laughs> right. on, on the other hand, God is saying more. But sometimes our minds are, are caught up with this thing. And we're, we're, uh, we're not in peace. We, we're striving and fighting and, and, and worried and, 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 and uh, irritated. And so we can't hear what God is saying. Mm. It, if, when you're looking for answers from God, this is what I've learned. When you're looking for answers from God, it's a constant dialogue with him about the situation. It has to mean something to you. Yeah. You can't pray prayers where it makes no difference if the answer comes or not. Because right. more than likely, an answer won't come. And if it does, you'll miss it. Wow. Man, that's that's really, really good. So what are the best conditions for someone to actually hear from God? What are the best conditions to hear an answer or to receive an answer to your prayer? Because you just mentioned, uh, obviously, people can be tuned into so many different things. And there are some people who might say, well, I'll just sit in my room 24-7 with worship music on and scriptures, and I'll <laughs> guarantee to hear from God that way. And maybe that's not how he wants to speak. So what what do you say are the ideal conditions? Because, you know, we know people who I'm, I'm going to go up to a mountain and, and stay there for six months and retreat. And when I come back, you know, like they do all of these kinds of things. But uh, from your assessment, what do you think are the ideal conditions for people to practically hear from God? I think that, first of all, that it has to be a frame of mind. You have to begin by uh, prayer cannot be, be your last resort. Oh, that's good. No, man, that's good. It, it, it has to be your first instinct. Mm hmm. That's getting God involved should be your first instinct. And then, um, you know, what I love about the Lord is he doesn't need it to be super quiet for us to get the answer. Because because if we can't, if it's too loud for us to hear him, he'll make the answer visual. Mm. If we can't see through because of the fog, he'll make the answer physical. God has ways of giving. Listen, he answer, God can answer prayers in so many different ways. He's not limited to how he can answer prayers. Right. But I think what the, the key thing is, is where prayer fits into our lives. Right. You know, um, 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 I, I'm sure that when Daniel went into the lion's den, I can I can imagine what he prayed. Can you imagine being let down that steep in, um, decline going into the, the mouth of the, of the pit where the lions were? And, and, and when you first turned the corner, all you could see are the remains of, of bones and, and chunks of flesh where people had been eaten before you got in there. And and, and he, had, he was such a, a, a seasoned prayer mm-hmm. that when he came in, his mentality was, God, I'm here because something went wrong in the hearts of men, but my relationship is with you. And the Bible says that, that God kept him that night. The, the powerful and crazy thing was that, that he spent the night in the lion's den and at first, I don't know, I, I can't imagine what it was like, but, but, but the Bible, he slept, he slept among the lions. Mm. I mean, the, the lions basically befriended him. Right. Because of the authority of God that's on him. God answered him by, by turn, turning the, the, the lions into a, like a welcoming committee, mm-hmm. emissaries of his kingdom, so to speak. And I, I think, I think that what, what happens to us is that we have to realize that our God is not limited to anything, God can answer. You know, God can give you. God can say, "This is this is not the door. This is not the thing for you." He will use rejection as an answer. Right. I mean, I've seen God. I mean, listen. He will turn you down. When we first moved to the city of Dothan, this is a powerful story. Every I only had 180 people. 
Okay. So every little building that looked like it, had, it looked could, could, could be turned into a church, I was praying for that building, believing God for that building. And God kept, he, he wasn't necessarily saying no, he just would, would cause me to be rejected. Okay. Where, where, or, or, or allow us to come up short. And that was his answer. And when he finally led us to the place where he would have us to go, it, it was a, it was the biggest nightclub in Dothan. There had been an incident there where the government had shut it down. I think someone had gotten stabbed or shot something mm-hmm. like that. And the, the owner was trying to, to, to sell it or lease it. And here we come. And it needed a lot of work. They, they actually had four clubs in one building. Wow. And here's what, here's what we need to know about God. When we pray, um, a lot of times God will allow us to be in a situation where when we pray, the answer that he gives us is also the answer to a promise that he made. Wow. So this is a powerful story. So so when we first started church and we started getting things on square in the church, people were coming to, to the uh, the church and telling me that they, they say, I used to dance here. Oh, wow. So people, check this out, there are people who were getting saved in that church. Well, actually, they used to attend the club in that church. They danced there and they were saved there. I promise awesome. you that that was, that was not a coincidence. God orchestrated that, so He couldn't I, He couldn't give me the other buildings I was asking for because He had His eye on that building. Right, right. And so when I pray, I have to see myself as an agent of God. It's not so much what I want. God, what do you want? Right. Your king, Your kingdom come. Your will be done. Don't make me look good. Make you look good. That's good. I mean, I mean, and and and, and so in this situation, where I've said to God, God, if this goes south. It, it won't. It doesn't. It doesn't bring glory to your name. Mm-hmm. If, if this, if this, if I don't, if this doesn't go go on or pull out the way it's supposed to pull out, then then this doesn't bring glory to your name. So show me what to do. Right. And and and, and God is a God of timing. Right. Um. The, the answer to your prayer will be according to timing. Um. Sometimes you will we'll ask God for things that God wants to give it to us, but we're not yet um ready for it. So what He does is He holds the answer before us. As something to, to press through to and when we get to the, he shows us the answer when we get to the answer with different person that's good. than the person who prayed for it wow that's so good yeah man that is so good see guys this is why you need the brand new book from pastor hart ramsey the book is titled seeking answers finding rest through prayer and it is available uh itunes amazon barnes and noble wherever you are purchasing books you can get this you can get it electronically you can get a hard copy but you need this book in your arsenal so do us a favor go over to wherever it is that you purchase books grab this and read through it and then share your thoughts with us we want to hear how this book is impacting and transforming your prayer life and you can do that by using the hashtag on social media heart to heart that's h-a-r-t the number two h-e-a-r-t we want to hear from you again check out the new book seeking answers finding rest through prayer coming from pastor heart ramsey this is on course with heart ramsey